The Weekend Warrior, every Saturday morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. On ESPN LA 710. Dedicated to you, the fan who works hard all week and slugs it out on the court, the field, big box store, and the honey-do list all weekend long. And helping you cope as you come to the realization you're not 19 any longer. Here's board-certified orthopedic surgeon Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai for 33 years and counting. Wow, what a week I had. Can't wait to tell you all about a woman with a metal allergy. Can't wear jewelry. She's allergic to nickel but she's got bone on bone in her knee and can't walk. What kind of a dilemma is that? What do I do? I'll tell you. Then I had a patient this week. Needed their hip replaced. The bone was so soft. Poor guy had suffered through cancer and chemotherapy. Couldn't walk because he had no cartilage in his hip. But his bone was so soft that the implants themselves could not stay still and fixed inside the bone. What did I do? How did I solve that problem? So many interesting challenges, and every one of them came out perfect. That's my life as a surgeon. Every decision I make has got to be perfect. But what allows me to relax are the other things that I do, thinking of art, thinking of sports, and thinking about joining you each and every Saturday for 12 years. I'm so excited because my my guest today, calling it an 815, thanks to the great Jared Abrams for getting her, is Hannah Lewis. Hannah Lewis is an expert in pickles. Yeah, fermenting a cucumber to make it into a pickle. Now, why is this interesting to me? Because I grew up in a house where my mom made pickles. She bought cucumbers in the store and had a recipe of how to ferment these cucumbers and make them into pickles. I grew up drinking that brine, that cloudy liquid. You would look at it and go, are you out of your mind? Now, probiotics, the good bacteria. My mother was ahead of her time as usual. My mouth is watering already thinking of those pickles that I used to eat because they're not made with vinegar. She literally would put them in a glass jar, pour the water, pour the garlic, put the dill in, and leave them alone. Wouldn't even put a top on it, just a cloth on top. And given a few days, a few weeks, on their own, they became the most luscious things you could ever eat. They did not resemble a cucumber anymore in terms of taste. Well, guess what? Here in Los Angeles, at Gelson's, and I saw them also at Smart and Final, there's a pickle brand that took me back in time to when I was a cucumber. I'm 65 years old. I'm a pickle now. But when I was a cucumber... I was eating these pickles, and Bubby's pickles taste exactly like my childhood. Well, I need to understand what that's all about. 
what exactly the chemistry, what's happening in a cucumber to become a pickle without vinegar? Well, Hannah Lewis is going to explain a lot about this business. It's an ancient task. You go back to the Egyptians, you go back to India, you go back to the Chinese 6,000 years ago. They're making pickles, they're making beer, they're doing fermentation. It's a fascinating subject, but it made me think all week. You know how much I love the world of art, the world of sports, and my world of surgery. Where do you see a pickle? Where do you see a cucumber become a pickle? And the process, the maturation, the fermentation. It takes time. And last night, even though I set this show up with Rebecca and Tyler, but last night I heard a pickle talking about a cucumber in the world of sports. What an amazing win the Lakers had last night. They beat the great Milwaukee Bucks, the best team in basketball. Yep, our Lakers beat them. And they interviewed Anthony Davis, who I believe will be the MVP of the league this year. They interviewed him after the game. It was literally right from today's show. Listen to the question. And you can... When you listen carefully, when he talks about a rookie Giannis, exchange the word when Giannis was a cucumber, Anthony Davis, and how you played him. What's it like to play Giannis now that he's a fermented cucumber, he's a pickle? That's how I want you to hear this interview. Hey, you and Giannis had a bit of a duel tonight, and it's his 10th season now. I'm curious, what do you remember from playing Giannis? what do you remember like what do you remember playing against him like very early in his career and how have you seen him him change to where he is now um it's funny because anytime you know we line up i try to think about you know previous matchups and how i can be better and uh you know obviously his usage rate wasn't as high early on you know coming in you know uh, as a young player um but he's continued to grow over over the years <clears throat> to become, you know, two-time MVP, dominant player. So uh, hats off to him, respect, and uh, it's always a battle. I mean, you know, uh, we're the best out of each other. You know, it's, it's a fun matchup. Um, you know, even though we probably don't guard each other a lot um, in a game, um, we're both trying to do everything possible to help the team win. So uh, it's always a good matchup, you know, anytime we step on the floor together. Instead, he could have said, listen, we're both pickles now. We were cucumbers way back when. And that would have been the end of the interview as far as I'm concerned. But where in the world of sports? Oh, my God. You got to buckle your seatbelt for today's show. Rebecca has pulled the greatest sound bites for me. Chick Hearn, 1998, his 3,000th consecutive game broadcast for the Lakers. He is a fermented pickle. Jerry West gets up and says, hey, when I was a cucumber, I was listening to this guy. But then you're going to hear that fermented career of Chick Hearn sitting down with a cucumber in Kobe Bryant after his very first start. We've listened to this interview over the years, these 12 years that I've been on the radio with you guys before. But we're going to listen with different ears today of what the mature 
basketball mind of Chick Hearn sounds like talking to this up-and-coming superstar. It's awesome to have these ears to listen to it. And what about in the world of music? Oh, my God. A cucumber becoming a pickle. I'll give you a hint. It involves this song. That's right. For all of you in your cars right now, try to stay on the road when you listen to this song. Don't be veering into the lane next to you. And stop banging your feet. You got a gas pedal and a brake pedal there. Forget about it, as we say in New York. Get out of here. Why would I be playing Don't Stop Till You Get Enough talking about cucumbers and pickles? Because this is Michael Jackson's song from 1979, his beginning of his solo career, his first album as a solo singer. And who does he hire to launch his career? Quincy Jones. And the record company said, we ain't having that guy. But no, Quincy Jones, insisted upon by Michael Jackson. But guess what happens? In this very song, Michael Jackson says to Quincy Jones, to open that song, you've got violins. I don't want those violins. And this is the beginning, this is the intro. These are violins. Those are violins. Michael Jackson, as you're going to hear from Quincy Jones himself, said, I don't like that vibe. I know you're the producer, but I don't like that vibe. Quincy Jones looked at him and said, hey, cucumber, I'm the pickle here. We're going to do what I say. No, no, no. I know better, the cucumber said. No. You don't have the experience I have from Count Basie to Frank Sinatra. I'm Quincy Jones. I'm We Are the World, Quincy Jones. Don't you tell me what you think is best. Sit down, son. You're a cucumber. We're going to have violins. And Michael Jackson relented. And there were violins. And there ain't no song, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Being the hit that it is because of those violins. It's fascinating to recognize the value and the joy. Listen, your life is a journey. Just like Dr. Ranawat taught me in my world of surgery. When I was a cucumber 40 years ago, starting out with Dr. Ranawat. The eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know, Robert. You're a cucumber right now. Just pay attention. I'll never forget I'm in the operating room with him. No talking. No music. Just total intensity. I did 100 hip replacements in six weeks with Dr. Ranawat when I was first starting out in 1984. A hundred. Can you imagine? In six weeks. No talking, no music, no nothing. And I'm in a space suit. That's the, the way we did the surgeries then. He didn't want anybody in the room. I just would not leave. I was a persistent cucumber. 
All the other cucumbers went to the library to write research papers, not me. I said to myself, I'm going to operate by myself the rest of my life. Are you kidding me? I get to spend time with him, but he didn't want any rest. He would do everything to intimidate you, including not talk to you. But I wasn't going away, and he knew I wasn't going away. I started on Monday, and it was Friday, the last day and the last hip replacement of the week. And he knew I was coming back next week. I was not going to be pushed away like all the other residents. And I couldn't believe it. I blurted out, Dr. Ranawat. No, he said to me, he finally said a word to me. He said, what am I doing now? And I said, Dr. Ranawat, you're reaming the acetabulum. That's the socket of the ball and socket joint with these special power tools. He looked at me and he said, huh, that's with my right hand. It's like, you stupid idiot. You don't, you got two hands. God gave you two hands. You're a surgeon. You should use both. Don't just look at the dominant hand. He said, that's with my right hand. My left hand is feeling the sciatic nerve. And I remember that like it was yesterday. It's right. Both hands as a surgeon. Pay attention to everything. What a joy it is to be to start out as a cucumber and become a pickle. And the science behind it is awesome. We're definitely going to do some clap revision. I want to talk about Carl Anthony Towns. This guy's being shut down for four to six weeks because of a calf strain. Are you kidding me? Why would that be? Is it that serious of an injury? You need to understand why it is that serious of an injury. And it'll involve, apropos to today, Christmas trees. One Christmas tree standing straight up with its trunk in the ground, coming a teeny tiny little leaf at the top. But the other Christmas tree is upside down. Believe it or not, that's going to be our clapper vision for why Carl Anthony Towns can't play basketball for his team for another month. That will explain and you'll understand why a calf strain is like two Christmas trees, one straight up, one upside down. And food, yeah, we're going to talk about pickles, but I want to talk about the greatest thing you could put in your mouth, a chocolate babka. Where is the best chocolate babka in Los Angeles? I found it, and I'll tell you where. We'll take calls. Look, we got so much to talk about today, I may put off the calls. So just buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the. You may be wanting to watch the soccer game so you can listen to this on a podcast, but for those of you in your car and at home listening live, what a show we have for you. Coming up next, we're going to get into what a cucumber and a pickle sound like in the world of sports. The one and only Chick Hearn with Kobe Bryant. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 7710. With Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. This is Michael Thompson, and don't miss the Weekend Warrior Show with the great Dr. Robert Clapper, who fixed my hip Saturday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. on 710 ESPN. 
Oh, Michael Thompson. <laughs> I don't know what to say after something like that. That's awesome. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Chris Morales. Putting that together. Appreciate it. Thank you, Kobe Bryant, for doing the promo for all these years. It's nice to have Michael Thompson's voice as well. Wow. Let's get into it. Speaking of Kobe Bryant, speaking of cucumbers and pickles, let's go back in time. When a pickle talked to a cucumber and tried to explain what fermentation was like, maturation is like. This is Chick Hearn talking to Kobe before his first start. Oh, my God, is this awesome. Well, he might be only 18 years and five months old, but this guy can do everything that the veterans can do and do it better, perhaps. Wow. Kobe Bryant, last night you get your first start as a pro. How'd it feel? I felt good. I felt great, you know, going out you know, for the starting lineup. You know, I tried to keep keep a straight face and keep a serious look, but, you know, I couldn't help but cracking a little smile. Do you get a little feel of palpitation? Sure. 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 Because, I mean, you're so excited to get out there to be in the game, and I haven't done that since since high school. Right, right. You know, so I, I, I naturally get excited. He naturally got excited. We all got naturally excited. And that's why I decided I wanted to be on ESPN Radio on his station he inspired all of us but he's just a cucumber this is this is him talking to chick after his first game but the wise old chick hern is trying to to teach him what awaits him you may have been a big shot in high school but you're still just a cucumber young man Speaking of high school, how big was the gym you played in at Marion? How many people? Uh, about 500 people. 500? About 500 people. This seat's 26,000. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> the last time we were here, you played, I think, about six minutes. I was looking right. at the box score. It didn't get in. It was garbage time when you got in. Now tonight, being in the real time, what's the difference? Well, the difference is you have to make a contribution early on. You know, you have to go in there and... Uh, you know, produce right away and uh, get the ball into the big fella, get Eddie some looks. And, you know, whereas when I got in there uh, within the garbage time or the bench, you know, I really didn't have to produce. I didn't, didn't have, have all the pressure on me. This is Chick Hearn coming up with another Chickism, right? Slam dunk, garbage time. These things came right off the top of his head, just like Clapper Vision comes right off the top of my head. It's a gift, and it's so fun to be able to explain something off the top of your head with colorful words, as he called it, a words-eyed view. And Marge, don't feel and Marge, don't feel bad. You had to produce Sunday, though, at Seattle. That was a tough game, pressure-packed. You were in in the final minutes, and that bank shot you made from about 18 feet was a beautiful shot. Thank you very much. That uh, might have won the game. <laughs> really? Thank you. Thank you. you know, I got put in that situation. You know, I was thankful for getting put in that situation. I, that Once I was in there, I had to go in there and respond. Do you like pressure? That's why you averaged 31 in high school, 12 <laughs> rebounds and so forth. Made 50 points a couple of times in a game. I guess so. You ran the show. Yeah, well, in high school I had to. He's pointing out, you're still a cucumber, young man. Did you have a big center? I was a center. You were the I center? Was, I was a Shaquille O'Neal, Lower Marion High School. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, blocking shots, pushing the break, you know, passing the ball and so forth. You remind me a lot of magic in many ways. When he gets a chance to flourish, put on a little show for the fans. You do it at the end of a play. Why not? So why not? I mean, it's there. 
might as well give the fans something they can enjoy. Right, absolutely right. Has Magic ever counseled you, ever told you anything about the game? Um, not really. We really had, a, really had the opportunity to talk so far this season, but you know, I'm definitely looking forward to having some conversation with him. Can you imagine at 18, Chick Hearn, a pickle, telling Kobe, a cucumber, you remind me a lot of the greatest pickle fermented basketball player that we've had? How awesome is that? That's what I want you to take away from this example of fermentation in the world of sports. I know you've had a lot of conversations with Jerry West. I don't know if you know how good he was as a player, but he was as good as that ever played the position. Has he ever talked to you? Sure, sure. We've talked many times, whether it was coming off a screen for a jump shot or, you know, handling the ball in certain situations. Well, we've talked many times. What about Shaq? I mean, Shaq talked every day. Every day, whether it's in practice and he's blocking one of my shots or I'm getting a layup on him or something like that. You know, we're talking, we're giving advice to one another, we're pumping each other up at the same time. He really, really is a nice man. Yeah, yeah. He's like my older brother. You have an older brother? Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you love how he just said, in practice when he's blocking my shots, meaning this competitive Kobe Bryant, yeah, he's seven foot one, he's big and powerful, and he blocked my shot. Or, and then he says, or when I'm getting a layup on him. In other words, I don't want you to leave the conversation thinking all I get out of Shaq is him blocking shots. I beat him also. Very subtle. And the sense of humor that Chick Hearn has, it's true. When you do become a pickle, you're older, you're fermented, you can relax, you can see the comedy in what life really is. When you're young, you don't have that much comedy. It's too serious. There's too much that awaits you that scares you. But you get to be old like me. Life is funnier. As Bob Dylan said, life is but a joke. Exactly. You see the comedy in it. And speaking of Jerry West, let's go to 1998. Chick Hearn in his 80s. Still doing it. You know, I'm not... I'm not supposed to say anything but uh, one little thing, but I would like to say something from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I remember when this man started broadcasting games when I was a kid, and I'm certainly not a kid anymore, but I must tell you that this man has probably done as much for the careers of all these players you see up on the wall up there, their jerseys retired, and has probably brought more joy to Laker fans in Los Angeles than anyone I can imagine. Jerry West telling you, when I was a kid, I was listening to this man. When I was a cucumber in the world of basketball, and look at me now, an executive for the Lakers, the best ever. That's a a pickle in his world. Talking about that fermentation and appreciation for Chick Hearn. We can always replace players, and they're certainly not as good as some of the ones that have been replaced, but uh, we're not going to be able to replace you, Chick. And I think for everyone, 38 years, the Lakers announcer, um, you're just the best. Congratulations. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And now... You're going to hear Chick Hearn speak in 1998. 
celebration of his 3,000 consecutive game. Oh, boy, is he a pickle. But I want you to pay attention to his surveillance of the room. Jack Nicholson, my good friend, who always would tell me Chick Hearn stories, is such a devout Laker fan. That's all he wants to talk about with me, the Lakers and injuries. I love it. Well, he just made a movie at this time called As Good As It Gets. And Chick Hearn sees Jack right there in the crowd like he does for every game in 1998. He can't help himself. He has that comedy, that perspective of life that you get when you ferment and you mature. Listen to Chick Hearn speaking. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We're on a very short time scale, and I would like to express a couple of thoughts that I have. You would be so kind. First of all, I apologize to Jack Nicholson. It's as good as it gets. <laughs> but he's quick to point out, yeah, Jack is famous, and he sits at the courtside. But he understands that the fans appreciate the Lakers just like Jack does. And Chick reflects that. Yeah, he may be Jack Nicholson. But I love him and I love all of you. Awesome perspective. Golden Globe and all of it. Jack is one of our best fans. But you are all in my mind and heart equal. And that includes all of you out there in radio and television today. I dedicated my life years ago to bringing you as good a broadcast of the Los Angeles Lakers as I possibly could. And because of that, Dr. Jerry Buss has seen fit to keep me on. And we will have many years to come, I hope, and we will have many championships to celebrate. Now listen to carefully to this next soundbite. Because here Chick is going to absolutely refer to old and young fans. He understands the fermentation process. Hannah Lewis at 8.15, our guest from Bubby's Pickles, is going to explain. It takes time for the probiotics that are naturally in a cucumber, just being in water with garlic and dill and salt. And here's the irony. You know what makes a pickle more sour, which is what makes it so delicious? The salt. The more salt in the brine, the more sour the pickle will be. You talk about organic chemistry, which I got to take to get into medical school. That's what fermentation is. It's breaking down molecules in an organic chemistry kind of way. You'll see at the top of the pickle jar, bubbles. Just like your beer, which is fermented grains. That frothy foam on top, that's fermentation. Gases develop all naturally. Amazing. But listen to Chick Hearn talk about the young and the old fans. To have these people come down here, Brian all the way from the NBC offices in New York, to have James Worthy, one of my idols of all time, Jerry West, the man, he and I have been to the Laker organization longer than anyone else. And then you fans, you've been so loyal. You fans that are older, 
and you fans that are younger. You are my friends, and I love each and every one of you. Yes, and that's why we loved him back. And Marge, don't feel bad. I like you, too. <laughs> no question about it. That is the answer to any puzzle that you might have about my longevity. She is truly a living saint. To all of you, enjoy the second half. And let's go, Lakers. You're playing like dogs. <laughs> You're playing like dogs. Who would have the chutzpah to be able to say to the Lakers, you're playing like a pickle can do that. A cucumber ain't doing that. You're a brand new announcer. You ain't saying that. But what's great is you're about to hear Stu Lance's voice as well. Because after the great Chick Hearn refers to the Lakers as playing like dogs, he says, if you keep this up, I'm going to give you dog food, which is Alpo. I can't believe it. And Stu Lance just can't help but chuckle. Oh, what a ceremony. If they play in the third quarter like they did in the first half, I'm going to bring them some Alpo. <laughs> Never one to be caught uh, at a loss for words. Chick <laughs> is continually uh, letting them know as uh, the ceremony really was a special ceremony uh, representing Chick and his 3,000 consecutive broadcast of Laker games. That's what life's all about, ladies and gentlemen. Fermentation. The aging product, that journey of life. Remember what Steve Jobs, who changed all of our lives, said. He had a big sign in his office for all the Apple employees to see. He wrote, the journey is the reward. It's not the end result. The finish line is not what it's all about. It's the journey. In these past 12 years of being on the radio has been an unbelievable journey for me. Coming up next, where in the world of art do we see the Chick Hearn, Kobe Bryant, Jerry West story of fermentation, a pickle coming from a cucumber? Well, it'll be Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson. I can't wait for you to hear how the violins in Don't Stop Till You Get Enough was the key. Coming up next, right here on the Weekend Warrior Show, right here on 710 ESPN. Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 710. With Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. Good morning. This is Michael Thompson. Get your weekend started off right listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper on 710 ESPN, the home of your L.A. Lakers. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for getting that, Chris. We are the world. Quincy Jones, what a story, and what a story you're about to hear about recording that song. But today's topic is about fermentation. You start as a cucumber, you become a pickle. And this is the song that you need to pay attention to. Because in the beginning, there are violins. That's right. Quincy Jones teaming up with Michael Jackson 
who's launching his solo career. Who's Quincy Jones? How did he get started? Why is he so special? Here's an interview with Quincy Jones. you got to hear the beginning of this man's life. We're going back to when he was a cucumber and how it all started. He wanted to be a gangster. I didn't know this. Because I wanted to be a gangster too, you know. Because you want to be what you see. You know, my father was an architect for the most notorious black gangsters in the history of America, the Jones Boys. And I wanted to be a gangster until I was 11, a serious gangster. Because I saw Tommy guns every day. Wow. Uh, uh, dead bodies, stogies, piles of money in back rooms, the drecks of wine and liquor, you know. Unbelievable, man. So when did it change, your, your It dreams? changed when I went moved to Bremerton. Listen to what happens now. And we were baby gangsters at 11 years old. Cucumbers. And we wanted to take that place over. And we had to, you know, the kind of... We believe in the experience enough to do it. We ran all the stores, steal everything in there, <laughs> and we broke into the armory, which was our recreation hall right next to an army camp in our house, and individually went to the separate rooms to break in the offices. And I broke in one with a piano, and I left it. And something said, idiot, go back in that room. And I went back in the room and went over to the piano and touched it because I didn't realize human beings played that stuff. I heard it all my life. And it told me right then, this is what you'll do the rest of your life. Can you imagine? Remember those, that show we did with Billy Joel? He didn't choose music, he said. Music chose him. That's exactly what Quincy Jones is saying. He didn't choose the piano. The piano chose him. No lessons before you touched that No, piano. but the next day I went back to Kuntz High, Junior High School and studied sousaphone, tuba, B-flat baritone, E-flat alto, French horn, trombone, to play in the marching band with the majorettes. I was going to say, because those are tough instruments then for tr- a kid tr- to, to learn. I know, but man, I love brass. You know? yeah. That's why I like to write for bass and brass, you know. Yeah. Love it. So, love it. In another interview, he said he took upon the horn section because he knew that the the majorettes, the cheerleaders, were marching next to the trombone. That's why he took up the trombone. What a ladies' man. I'm just going to make sure I get there. Frank Sinatra, did you still wear the ring that, that he gave you? Wow. The rest of my life. It's one of the greatest guys I've ever met in my life. I would like to have you meet a gentleman who's been doing these marvelous orchestrations for me, Mr. Quincy Jones. Right there. Kill Quincy Jones. One of the bright young stars in the orchestrating business. Q, go ahead. When Frank Sinatra gives you the stamp of approval and you're an African-American man in America in the 50s, it means a lot. That's why Quincy Jones is so beholden to Frank Sinatra and still wears the ring he gave him. Let's talk about Michael Jackson. I mean, you know, all of us have thriller Many yeah. of us have yeah. off the no, wall. It's an amazing experience, man, because Michael was one very, very special to I mean, really special in every way, in observation, influences, and dancing, and singing, everything. He didn't miss a thing, you know. I remember on The Wiz, when I first met him, he knew everybody's lines, he knew their songs, he knew their dance steps, everything. But he's just a cucumber, and Quincy is now a pickle. So Thriller had seven top ten singles. 
right? It dominated yeah. the charts yeah. in a way that no oh, album ever yeah. had before. 110 albums, million albums. When you were in the studio doing it, were there any moments where you thought to yourself, did you have any idea what, what impact that album was going to have? I don't think of it like that. I think about what touches me. Hmm. You know, I've never in my life ever done music for money or fame. Never and never will. Because God walks out of the room then. And it's not sacred anymore. And it is sacred, you know. Because to me, melody is God's voice. It's clothed by lyrics, but melody is God's voice. That's the power. That's a powerful statement right there. But here's the part I want you to pay attention to. This is when Quincy Jones, the pickle, the fermented cucumber, speaks about this young pup, Michael Jackson, trying to tell him what to do on the Off the Wall album, particularly the Don't Stop Till You Get Enough song. Listen to this. This is awesome. What on those albums, Thriller, for example, is you? You know, you have his music, some of his writing, no, no, some no, of man, his but look, We take his stuff and take it to another level. Don't stop till you get enough. I, it's very well known that Michael sent me a note. Could you please take off the violins in the introduction? No, it's messed up my groove. You know what that line was? Diddle, 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 diddle. Yeah. The identifying line on the goddamn song. <laughs> on the goddamn song. He raised his voice. So he said, take it off? Yeah. And you said? No way. <laughs> you don't tell me what to do. You don't oh. tell me what to Mm-mm. do. Who was right? Well, who, what, what ended up on the record? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's one of the strongest parts of the introduction. Little, 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 little. We've been right. Yeah. Ben Wright wrote that. This was Motown Arranger. And this next set of sound bites is a pickle jar, right? with lots of fermented cucumbers all squeezing up right against each other. They're not cucumbers. How do you manage the jar of pickles? Well, that's Quincy Jones, and we are the world. So I've been painting a picture. Here we go with a clapper vision. Imagine a glass jar of Bubby's pickles. They're so sour. They're so delicious. They ain't cucumbers anymore. They're all packed in there together having to live with each other. But someone's in charge of making those pickles. That's Hannah Lewis. But listen to Quincy Jones talk about We Are the World. Ah, this is so fantastic. Let's talk about We Are the World, one of the best-selling records of all time. There have been lots of other groups that have done similar songs, including here in Canada. Uh, First of all, that line, park your ego at the door, that you put up in a sign, who came up with that? I did, but it wasn't necessary. They came in for the right reasons. They really did. They came there to give back. And that's, you know, it wasn't necessary. We all a part of Tina Turner. God's great big family And the truth You know love is all we Was there a lot of politics trying to figure out who would do which vocals and yeah, how to balance man, it? Yeah, and also placement, all, yeah. all kind of stuff, yeah. And I took had care to, of that? Well, I had to take care of telling 46 people only 21 could sing solos. Yeah. That was not popular at all. I mean, they were freaking out, man. Who did you have to say no to? 
Well, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> but you can imagine that. That's right. A jar of fermented pickles. This is the last soundbite, but my favorite. Because he's 85 years old, Quincy Jones, and this young pup of an interviewer says to him, okay, you've done enough already. You're going to retire? This is like asking me, Dr. Clapper, 12 years on the radio, weekend warriors show every Saturday morning. You're an orthopedic surgeon. Do you ever want to stop? No. You want to keep going. This is an unbelievable answer of the projects that Quincy Jones at age 85. The guy literally thinks he's kidding when he says the answer. He cannot believe what Quincy Jones answers him when he says, are you going to retire? You're 85. You really did. Our time's up, so one last thing. What's, uh, what's next for you? Ten movies, six albums, four Broadway shows, no. two, two networks. We're in business with Donatella Versace with Q's Jazz Lounge and Juke Joint in 25 hotels, $700 million hotels around the world. It's just unbelievable what's happened. I got a huge company in Dubai, Lampa Dhabi. So you're retired. That is your part. No, I'm not retired. <laughs> not just, I've never been so busy in my life, man. I'm 85, you know. That's exactly right. You want to keep going. If you can. Coming up next, let's do some clapper vision. You want to call, you can. The number is 877-710-ESPN. But I definitely want to talk about Carl Anthony Towns and explain why you'd be shut down with a calf strain. What is going on that makes that injury so important that you really have to walk away for a little bit? The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 710. With Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. Hey, this is John Ireland, and I'm here with Michael Thompson. We're the Laker announcers. But every Saturday morning, we listen to the Weekend Warrior Show with the man, Michael, that changed your life, Dr. Robert Clapper. It made me feel like I was 18 years old again. Thank you, Dr. Robert Clapper. Get him, Doc. Get him. To my love, took it down. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you, John Ireland. Love you, man. Thank you, Michael Thompson. I'm speechless. I have a whole segment to do, and I can't speak after hearing those nice words. Yep. The talent on this radio station is the best. Steve Mason, John Ireland, Scott Kaplan, George Sedano, Travis Rogers, Alan Sliwa. Just a pleasure to know and work with these talented folks and then this show doesn't happen unless Rebecca puts the sound bites together and Tyler is not here people behind the scenes you don't do it alone that's what you learn from sports too the teammate the coach and what I'm learning this morning is that LAFC should be playing uh, in the World Cup not this Fakakta team that we have right now that's a Yiddish word, by the way. You don't have to dump that word. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, clap revision. Let's do some. Carl Anthony Towns. 
How the hell is a calf strain shut you down for a month? In your body, whether you tear your rotator cuff, your meniscus, I don't care what injury you have, the one thing that is the cause of the injury and the one thing that's responsible for the healing of the injury is blood supply. It ain't going to heal unless there's blood that can get to that spot. When we fix rotator cuffs in your shoulder, we know that they tear in the exact same spot in every one of you, warriors and weekend warriors. Because when you lift that arm above your head, the great Dr. Steve Arnosky did the most incredible research project with ink. He used black ink and studied what happens to the, cir- the microcirculation inside the rotator cuff tendon when you lift your arm above your head. And it literally, you see a pinching off the blood supply when your arm goes above your head to this critical single spot in the rotator cuff. And sure enough, that's where they tear. Well, your Achilles tendons is the same thing. They tear in the exact same spot in every single one of us. Whether you're Kobe Bryant tearing his Achilles tendon to Dominic Wilkins tearing his Achilles tendon a million years ago, every one of us. And what's the clapper vision? Well, here we go. Feel your heel right now with your hand. And you can feel your Achilles tendon as you take your fingers, slide them up from your heel. Now you can feel that nice tendon, that thickness of the Achilles tendon. Well, imagine a Christmas tree anchored on the floor where your heel is touching the floor, coming straight up, a big fat trunk of a Christmas tree, and it getting thinner and thinner as it becomes the top, the apex of that beautiful green Christmas tree. The trunk is that main artery, and the tiny little blood vessels and capillaries, they feather out. That's the way things work. The artery starts as a big trunk, like the tree, and then it gets thinner as it penetrates all the other parts of the tendon. Well, imagine coming down from your calf, and you can feel your calf muscle now, is an upside-down Christmas tree with a big trunk like the tree getting smaller and smaller, feathering out to become the top of the tree. And literally... About two inches from the back of your heel bone, the calcaneus, and the insertion of the tendon is where the top of the Christmas tree that came from the floor ends and where the top of the upside-down Christmas tree coming from your calf ends. There's a spot. We call it a watershed. There's a spot there where the circulation is the poorest because the tips of those trees are touching and the blood supply is so faint. Bada boom, that's where the tears occur. So if you're a seven-foot big center like Carl Anthony Towns and you say, my calf is strained, didn't we see this already in Kevin Durant? where he said he strained his calf when he was with the Golden State Warriors. Enough saluchas, he ends up with an Achilles tendon rupture. The two go together because those big muscles up above, 
the gastroc, the soleus muscle, that make up your calf muscle, that now coalesce and form a common tendon called the Achilles tendon. If you're straining up above, you put at risk the tendon below. You better heal. You better shut it down, which is what they're appropriately doing. And that is the reason behind the four to six weeks. It's almost disrespectful to say strain as if it's not something significant. It's a very significant injury in a seven-foot center in the NBA. It seems to remind me, I'll quickly just tell you a case that I saw this week in my office where someone rolled their ankle. They came to me with a big swollen ankle. I took an x-ray, and they had a very interesting finding on their x-ray. They had what's known as an avulsion fracture. It's a horizontal crack in the tip of their fibula, which is, in my opinion, probably you see someone else, they'll tell you you need surgery for it, but you don't because it's non-displaced. It's a crack in the bone. But what it does represent is where the ligament attached to the bone. And I've always treated this like a ligament injury, which is put them in a boot, leave them alone, they will heal on their own. You don't need to put screws and plates and wires. This is an injury that is actually like a sprained ankle, ligament, and should be treated as such. It's just interesting to, uh, it just matters, weekend warriors, unfortunately, it matters who you see. Because if you see someone who wants to operate on you, look out. You're going to get an operation. And those books that I've written with Linda Yui, Heal Your Hips, Heal Your Knees, they're coming from someone like me, a busy, busy surgeon, telling you how not to have surgery. You always want to try to avoid it first, but not with monkey business, pills and shots and promises that you're anti-aging. No. Do your exercises. Do everything you can holistically. Coming up next, I'm going to tell some stories. Today's topic fascinates me because my guest at 815 is the great Hannah Lewis from Bubby's Pickles. Yeah, like everything else, the topic is simple, but there's a deeper meaning to what's going on in fermenting a cucumber to become a pickle. I'll explain more coming up next right here on the Weekend Warrior Show on 710 ESPN.